You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. I'm your host, KC, and this is episode 11 of season 4 of the Sega Lounge. Welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy yourselves this evening. We've got a great show for you guys tonight. We have a special interview for fans, and not just fans, actually, for everyone that's interested in Night Trap. Uh, so Night Trap was uh, a game that was released in the 90s for the Sega CD or Mega CD. Uh, and now it's getting a re-release uh, in its 25th anniversary edition by Screaming Villains. And so we have Tyler from Screaming Villains on the show this week to tell us more about his experience with the game, uh, why he's doing it, and what you can expect from this remastered edition of Night Trap. So very exciting interview, very nice chat we had with Tyler, uh, and I hope you enjoy it. Also, we've got the news desk with Shedded and also a winner's use Memories of Sega. Not only that, but we have lots of great music for you guys to enjoy. Hopefully you can join us on Discord by going to radiose.ga slash Discord. Radiose.ga slash Discord. That's where you can find us. Not only us, but all uh, or everyone that's listening to the show as well. Or you can tweet at Radio Sega and use the hashtag the Sega Lounge uh, to comment on what's happening, to you know give us some suggestions, or just tell us that we suck. That can also be an option as well. Yeah, don't do that though. Don't do that. Yeah, so welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy yourselves. Um, we've got some great content coming up, but you know, as per usual, it's time to uh, give you a quick update on the week's news, what's been happening in the world of Sega and Atlas, and so that's why we turn to our sweet soul brother Shedded with this week's News Desk. News Desk Hello and welcome to a sleep-deprived Sega News Desk. We have some intense news coming your way in a week where every single info drops. Let's start with a few announcements that I'm excited for. Vanquish is coming to PC in two weeks. I'll say that again. Vanquish is coming to PC in two weeks! I've been chatted, this has been the Sega News Desk. You can follow me on Twitter at DarkwindPT and on Twitch at Darkwind underscore. See you all next week. Wait, 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 wait. That's it? That's it? Of all things that happened this week, that's it? No, we need more. Shut it! Get back here! Okay, 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 Casey. Hold on. I really can't end the desk this way. The other news is over Spotlight, even though my love for Vanquish transcends worlds. So, Vanquish is the next PC release from Platinum Games. After weeks of teasing and the success of Bayonetta on PC, Directed by Resident Evil's Shinji Mikami, Vanquish is a sci-fi shooter of epic proportions, frenetic moves, and an amazing story with an intense speed. 
This PC release is coming with 4K support, unlocked frame rates, and full keyboard and mouse support. It's out on the 25th of May on Steam, and owners of Bayonetta have 25% off the game, as well as digital deluxe edition content before launch. Sega has revealed new info on Endless Space 2, a space strategy game that's been in early access early this year. As its 19th of May date approaches, Amplitude Studios have revealed the 8th major faction, named the Unfallen. This faction was designed along with the game's community, so they would fit the gameplay and the narrative. Along with this, a prologue video was also released. PC is really getting bigger stuff. King of Fighters 14 is coming to PC after a relatively successful PS4 launch. This fighter will be available via Steam, and pre-orders plus the closed beta will also launch this month. Now that we rocketed through the exciting announcements, did you know that Vanquish is coming to PC in two weeks? There's some updates regarding currently released games. There's more Persona 5 DLC now available, which consists of free swimsuit costumes and special soundtracks from previous Persona games. These, again, range from free to $6.99 in prices. The game's director, Katsura Hashino, posted a heartfelt thank you message on the PlayStation blog, thanking the Western fans for making Persona 5 as successful as it is today. Wonder Boy the Dragon Strap is getting a limited run! <laughs> uh, the physical release of Dragon Strap will come out on PS4 courtesy of limited run games as revealed by .emu and limited run games themselves. The game, which is available now digitally, will be available on PS4 in physical form this summer. PS Vita owners in Europe can now play Alice's new game, The Caligula Effect. The game suffered some delays in European territory, but the game promises a strategic battle system, a human story in the virtual world, basically Tron, and more. The game is available now worldwide. Finally, we have extras from folks in the community and from Sega, which, for now, doesn't include Vanquish content. Also, Vanquish is coming out on PC in two weeks. Unseen64 have posted a video on new details about a cancelled Sonic skateboarding game in the name of Sonic Extreme, not related to the Saturn one. This game would have been released right after Heroes, and there's more content revealed on it, like what inspired the game's development. Tectoy is celebrating its 30-year partnership with Sega, and as well as releasing a new Mega Drive earlier this year, Tectoy is also releasing a brand new Mega Drive game, called Monica in the Land of Monsters. This name is familiar because an earlier game, which was a modification of Wonder Boy in Monster Land, was also released in 1994. <laughs> to end things off, our favorite Sleeping Prince Johnny Gioelli is releasing a new solo album and has previewed a new track in it. It is called Drive, inspired by his friend Eric, and the full album will be released soon. And for real this time, this has been the Sega News Desk. I've been chatted. You can follow me on Twitter at DarkwindPT and on Twitch at Darkwind underscore. Also, Vanquish is coming out on PC in two weeks. Okay, I'm really excited for it. See you folks soon! News okay, that's more like it. Okay, this man is really excited about Vanquish, isn't he? Yeah.
Anyway, that was shattered with this week's edition of the News Desk, uh, which will not be coming back next week. So uh, we'll take a quick break of the News Desk next week because of reasons, mostly because um, I will be unavailable next week. And so uh, next week's show will be pre-recorded uh, a few days in advance. Uh, there will be a show, but no news. So Shadow will be back two weeks from now with your regular update on Sega News and Atlas News right here on the Sega Lounge. But right now it's time to take a quick music break. Uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoy the rest of the show. We have a great interview with Tyler Hogel coming up right after this quick music break. And we'll start by playing what I think is very appropriate, the theme song to Night Trap to set you up for the interview with Tyler Hogel of Screaming Villains to talk about Night Trap 25th Anniversary Edition. This is the Sega Lounge. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. And this week we have a very special guest. Hello, Tyler. 
Hey, how you doing? Hello, welcome to the show. So would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, my name is uh, Tyler Hogel. Um, I'm currently, um, well, I, w- I don't want to say in the middle, we're like just about finished with development on a Night Trap 25th anniversary edition. Awesome stuff, awesome stuff. So that's what we'll talk about in a bit um, and, and what people can expect from this game. Uh, so this is is a way of people, um, as we were discussing before we started this, this interview, of people knowing a bit more about the game, those that aren't very familiar with it, and to old fans as well to know what, what they can expect from this remaster edition. But before we get into that... Tell me a bit about yourself and how you got into the the industry and your history with video games. So, were you a big uh, gamer growing up? Oh yeah, absolutely. I um, I start out with a uh, Nintendo, but pretty much most people did really, and then um, with the original Nintendo Entertainment System, and then once Sega came out, the Sega Genesis system, I was a total Sega kid. So I was super hardcore into Sega Genesis up until oh, I believe PlayStation 1 came out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So been playing games for quite a while now. Yeah, definitely. So any any favorites? Any games that like stand out? Sega um, or non-Sega? For Sega, I would have to say my all-time favorite games on Sega Genesis would have to be uh, Shinobi 3 Mm-hmm. And Vector Man. Awesome, awesome. Some nice picks there. Some nice pictures. <laughs> Vector Man is a surprise, actually. A lot no. of people don't know about that one. It seems like. No, I don't. I don't know. I think people actually know, but they don't really, really enjoy it as much as, as some people do. I, I really like that game, and it's got an amazing yeah. soundtrack. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, but but it's it's nice to see uh, a Vector Man fan here. <laughs> I don't like Vector Two so much, but yeah, this one's awesome. yeah, so that's the the same way I feel about this. Yeah, yeah. Second one, I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they went a bit, you know, overboard with that one. Right. <laughs> okay, but but Shinobi Three is like it's it's consensual. Most people like it. It's it's a great game. Um, what about robot non-Sega, by the way? You, you talked about Nintendo, Sony, anything that stands out from those um, platforms? see. On the original Nintendo, I would have to say my favorite one's probably um, Bucky O'Hare. Mm-hmm. Which is another one a lot of people don't really mention either. Um, that one kind of came out very late in the Nintendo uh, in that Nintendo console's lifespan. Um that was one I was really into. Um, let me see what else. Uh, Super Nintendo, I didn't really get into for some reason. I think it was just because uh, Sega Genesis was out during that time. And at that point, I was a full-blown Sega fan. And back then, it was like either Sega or Nintendo. You didn't like both. So. Yeah, yeah. The console so wars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then um, with PlayStation... Um, PlayStation, it's hard to really pick a like a top game just because there's so many games on that system, mm-hmm. and on top of that, there's so many good ones. But one that I always play very often is probably Crap of the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love that game so much. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not out now again. Uh, so the, the the remaster 
version. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. bought it the second it was available. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, um, so you, you you mentioned like action uh, platformers, uh, rhythm games. So, do you play basically anything? Or is there a, a specific genre that you really really enjoy the most? I don't. I don't want to say there's a specific genre I enjoy the most. I think the only genre that I could never really get into is. Um, I'm probably going to make a lot of people mad with this is RPGs. Like those games I could never get into for some reason, but Final Fantasy 7 I thought was awesome. I really loved that game, but that was the only one I could really get into. I don't know why. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I I had the same problem until a couple of years ago when I really started getting into RPGs. Which is which right. is yeah, weird, but... which is weird because I I I was never a big RPG fan growing up. So, but yeah, right, right. It's just like with the with the ones that were on the original Nintendo. I think it was just at the time I was too young to really understand them, and mm -hmm. they were too slow. So as a kid, yeah, I was all like, "Oh, this is boring." So I just never really got into it. And then Final Fantasy VII kind of reinvented it in a way, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. And then I think that, and then I was older, a teenager, and I was like, "Oh, this game's awesome," you know. And then. The recent ones, I just I haven't played any, and I heard that they're like from what I can tell, it seems like they kind of reinvented them again, where they kind of did away with the turn-based con combat. I heard that that really isn't very common in RPGs anymore. So maybe I should probably check out some of these newer ones. <laughs> yeah, I I don't mind. I don't really like turn-based RPGs. I I think that's the problem, or that was the problem when I was growing up. Most RPGs were turn-based, and mm -hmm. That, that just didn't do it for me. Right. I prefer action RPGs. Those are right. the best. Okay. Yeah, I think that's another reason why I never really got into them either, was just because with, like with the Nintendo games, um, turn-based combat, it was kind of slow-paced, but with Final Fantasy VII, you feel like you're doing something the entire time <laughs> just because of how mm -hmm. fast it's going. Yeah, makes sense. I made a boring. Okay, very good. Some some good choices there. So, um, what about your start in the industry? So, w how did you get into game developing? How did that happen? Was it because you uh, were a big gamer and wanted to do, make games? That's part of it, but most of it was it was honestly mostly by accident. Um, what happened was was um, like making games. That was something I always wanted to do when I was a kid. And then um, it just didn't happen for some reason. I think like the main reason why it never happened was because what, as soon as I got in high, out of high school, um, I started playing in bands, and that kind of happened by accident too. I wasn't even trying to do that. So basically, video games got put on hold. And then because um, I was in a pretty big band at the time, that was looking like it was going to get a, it was getting record uh, record deal offers and so forth. And then um, so I figured that's what was going to happen. And then it didn't obviously. And then um, several years later, um, a good friend of mine um, who I was best friends with in high school, we had lost contact over the years. And then around the time of our 10-year uh, high school reunion, he tracked me down on Facebook. And then we started talking, and it turned out that he was uh, he was he made it into the gaming industry. And that was something he never talked about doing in high school. And I'm just like, what games are you working on? He's all like, oh, I work at uh, Infinity Ward. I work on the Modern Warfare series. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? So, <laughs> so then he kind of just like, 
so basically ever since then like as soon as we started talking again we basically became best friends again and then talked just about every day now and then um have for like the past six or seven years since then and he kind of forced me into the gaming industry honestly like kind of motivated me to finally get back into it and then kind of <laughs> got into it very quickly honestly it's not a very hard like it's a hard industry but it's not a hard industry to break to break into mm-hmm. as much as people would think because like all i did was um I made one game as a hobby, and that was it, just to kind of learn it, because uh, I hadn't programmed in several years, so a lot of it I already forgot about and didn't know how to do it anymore, so it was just relearning everything again. And then after that first game, um, I ended up getting a job uh, remaking other games that were originally released on Sega, got a job making them on mobile, and then I did uh, two of them, and then after that, Night Trap happened. Ooh, nice. Okay. So, so I kind of took a backdoor route by remaking games yeah. that nobody would expect, really. <laughs> Which, it worked. <laughs> you know, whatever works for you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Right. So w- what games have you have you worked on that people uh, might know about? Um, I did a mobile version for Double Switch, which was really originally on Sega CD sega saturn okay. and then i also did a mobile version of another game called a quarterback attack mm, okay that so... game was a horrible experience to work on just because i don't know sports at all so <laughs> <laughs> when you don't like sports and you're working on a sports game it's a pretty miserable experience <laughs> okay so don't do that don't do that anymore right <laughs> the things you do for money Yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, well, I've never done a sports game before. This will probably be the one and only time I'll do it. I might as well just to do it, just to at least get experience out of it. Uh What I took away from it is, all right, don't make any more sports games. It's not fun. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so so, uh, I'm not sure about... um, So you just mentioned uh, quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. Quarterback attack. Uh, Quarterback attack. Was it by digital pictures as well? Yes. Oh, so you have a history with digital pictures because I know Double Switch was by them as well. Yeah, yeah. Quarterback so, Attack was, um, I believe, their last game they ever made before they finally shut down. Okay, so th- there's a pattern here with digital pictures. Is that, is that does that have a specific reason for that, or just happened? Uh, no, it was. Um, it kind of like. It's weird how it worked out because originally what happened? What happened was like I um. <laughs> excuse me I um when I first did double switch um uh, I what I did was I kind of recreated the game from scratch or mm-hmm. yeah I recreated it from scratch to work on a mobile phone and I was mainly doing it just to kind of learn how FMV games work in general and then I did like a third of the game because the game split up into three acts I did all of act one and then I was like well this is kind of red I wonder who owns this game I'm going to track him down and see if maybe I could possibly it for him officially so then i uh i was able to track down the person that owned the game and then it turned out he owned seven digital pictures games that were uh that he purchased in the 90s when digital pictures filed for bankruptcy so then what i thought was he was interested in me doing quarterback uh double switch of course but then it turned into hey how about i just hire you to remake all these double uh, these all these games that were made by digital pictures and then it turned out he owned Double Switch, Quarterback Attack, 
uh, Prize Fighter, Slam City with Scotty Pippen, Supreme Warrior, Corpse Killer, um, an unreleased game called Maxim Surge, and then he hired me to do all of them. And then I was like, "All right, this is awesome. I'll definitely do this." You know, <laughs> like, I got a job now, basically. And then, um, so then I did uh, those two games. He owned all the. He, the, the guy that I was working for, he owned all the digital picture games except for the only ones he didn't own was Night Trap, um, Sewer Shark, uh, Ground Zero Texas, and then the Make My Music Videos games. So um, I did uh, the first two games, which is Double Switch and then Quarterback Attack, and then I was supposed to start Corpse Killer after that, and then it got put on hold, and then that's when night trap happened so because with night trap that's base that was basically like that's the digital picture game that everyone wants okay so you so you got uh that that uh that contract right so that's that proposal by by the owner of of the game's rights um by the way for for people not familiar with it so let's let's talk a bit about night trap so what is night trap for for you the the person doing the remake how would you define night trap to a newcomer Uh, basically, the way Night Trap works is that you are with a, um, I guess, a branch of the military called the Special Control Ta Attack Team, who has been receiving reports of teenagers disappearing at a house on mm -hmm. weekends. So, in Night Trap, what you have done is is that you and your team have taken control of the home security system, and you placed a uh, an undercover agent inside the home who. Um, With a bunch of with a group of girls who are under the impression that are having a slumber party, but what's going on is vampires are invading the home. So your job Obviously. is to base right. So your job is to watch the home using uh, surveillance cameras <laughs> and then uh, protect the girls and trap all the vampires. <laughs> mm -hmm. Great. That's pretty legit. Yeah, d definitely. <laughs> so th the thing here with, with Night Trap is that it uses a uh, full motion video, right? So that that was a big thing at the time. Right. So when it was released, um and so was it was it easy to just, you know, uh, uh take the original footage that was recorded and you know, uh, remaster it for this new release? Yeah, that was actually pretty um easy because um With the whole remastering process with the footage, I actually didn't have to do any of that. They had it done already. Oh, so what they did? Um, yeah, they pulled the. They had a the original like the original film that it was mm -hmm. shot on. It, nobody knows where it is. It doesn't mm -hmm. exist basically. But what they had a copy of was um, the original timed master tape that was intended for the original version of the game that was supposed to be released in 1987. Mm -hmm. For a console called a uh, Control Vision yeah. that was that eventually ended up being canceled, so we were the uh, masters for that console version do exist. So that's what they sent me, and they just uh, sent me a whole bunch of uh, video files of everything, and just all I did was just chop it up and stick it in the game. Awesome. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't have to do a whole lot with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, What what will people let Let's talk to to the fans first. So what will what can the fans of the game expect from this new release? Um, so it's obviously the original game, but with with better graphics, you know, right, uh, HD right. graphics. Um, anything else that stands out when when you're a, a, you know a, a, an old fan of the game and start playing this remastered version? 
Um, the biggest thing, obviously, is going to be the video quality. Um, it's not in HD, just because with the the film not existing, we couldn't get an HD transfer. Mm-hmm. It's right. It's um, it runs at twenty four frames per second, and it's now at a four three ratio, which the original game was a uh, crop to be widescreen, but yeah. it wasn't. So with this, you're actually going to get more to the picture that you've never seen before. And then, so I want to say it's it's somewhere around DVD quality, which mm-hmm. I think works for Night Trap. Because I think if you like, I mean, nobody wants to see Commander Sims's nose hairs. You don't need a 4K transfer of something <laughs> like Night Trap, you know? <laughs> the quality it's at now, it works and it fits the time period. Because that was important to me with making it, is that I want it to look 80s. Yeah. And the video quality definitely helps with all mm-hmm. of that. So I think it kind of works in its favor. I mean, there's people that are going to, disagree with me on that but whatever that's their opinion i mean with something especially with something like night trap you're not going to make everyone happy but um another thing that a lot of people are going to be surprised about is that um like i can't say too much about the game yet just because of it being announced uh just about a week ago and there's still some other things we gotta announce but one thing i can say is that it's not going to be the exact same night trap that everyone knows because um what people don't know about Night Trap is that, like I mentioned earlier, it was originally made in 1987 for a different console that was canceled. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't co- finally come out till five years later on Sega CD. But those two versions of the game are actually pretty different from each other. So with this new one, it's going to be like a weird combination of the two to where it's, bas- it's going to be the same game that everyone knows. But it's going to have a lot of elements thrown in from the original Nemo version to make it a little bit different and mm. present it in the, in the way it was originally intended to be. Oh, great, great. So does that include some footage that, that wasn't in the, the Sega CD or Mega CD version? Or not that? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, so, what about newcomers? So, th- this is obviously, uh, and you said it perfectly. This is this is a product that was supposed to released uh, to be released in the eighties. So, it's obviously got some some eighties, uh, you know, um, characteristics that people will, will notice, and that's why I think it's good that it's not really really HD, but uh, so people can you know look at it and see this is something from from. 30 years ago but um, what can newcomers people that have never seen this game before what can can they get from this what kind of experience can they expect from, from Night Trap I honestly don't know at this point <laughs> like, <with> the, <laughs> Night, Night Trap's a weird game to begin with because like I, always, I was always under the impression that the only people that really cared about Night Trap were people that were still hardcore fans of night trap but with the recent announcement it's like everyone's interested in night trap all of a sudden which is a kind of a weird thing when you really think about it but like just because of how much hate that game's gotten over the years so i mean <laughs> i think it's a good way to show people how because fmv games they're kind of starting to make a comeback again because now you have games like her story which got rave reviews mm-hmm. um Another FMV game was uh, Late Shift, The Bunker, Contradiction, Spot the Liar. So with Night Trap, they're going to 
they're going to basically get to see how that genre started originally and what it used to be. And then another cool thing about Night Trap is with it taking place in the 80s, because I know a lot of people get very nostalgic for the 80s decade. But usually when things come out today, um, this is something that people didn't really put together back then either, is that when something comes out today that's based off the 80s, that's someone else's interpretation of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Night Trap, on the other hand, was actually made in the 80s. So I think that's going to appeal to a lot of those retro gamers as well, just because of that aspect. So it, it's it's a true, it's a genuine product, right? Of the right, 80s. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't play out of, of anyone's nostalgia or anything. So right, right. <laughs> yeah, you, you, we know how nostalgia works. <laughs> we tend to exaggerate the good and hide the right. bad, so, or, or the other way around. Right, because a lot of people are under the impression that Night Trap was made. Like, a lot of people that, like, the people that hate on Night Trap, they'll be all like, bad 90s acting, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, it was made in the 80s. Because a lot of people don't know it was made in the 80s because it came out five years later in 1992. Mm-hmm. So, which isn't their fault. It's just just the way the game came out, which is kind of a weird way to go about it, really, five years after you make it. But whatever. Yeah. And, and people didn't have internet at the time and right. not a lot of information about those those things so they they have an excuse uh, <laughs> so yeah that's that sounds awesome um, we'll we'll keep talking about night trap uh, but we'll take a quick break now we'll take a quick music break we'll play some some music um, and when we come back Tyler we, we have a surprise for you as well okay so okay. Um, so this is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega uh, enjoy the music we'll be right back with Tyler to talk about Night Trap Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. 
Welcome back to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. We're here with Tyler Hogel. Hello, Tyler, once again. Welcome back. Uh, Welcome to the show. Uh, I hope you're enjoying yourself because it's time for a surprise. So uh, it's time for our surprise here on the show. So uh, whoever comes on the Sega Lounge has to Mm -hmm. go through some sort of challenge. Okay. Okay. Uh, And so we call it the Sega Lounge challenge because that's what it is so and it can be basically anything okay the sega lounge challenge okay. can be anything <coughs> maybe we can play some music backwards and have you guess what it is or maybe we'll have a quiz who knows who knows okay now you know our guests they're amazing they're stars but are they ready for the sega lounge challenge It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. So welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. This week, we thought, maybe I I think this will be very, very easy for you. So this week, uh, we thought of having a mixed quiz... So we have five questions um, about Night Trap. Okay. Uh, some are really, really easy. Some I'm not sure. Uh, and then we have five Sega-related questions. Okay. So the thing is, you won't know what the questions are because I've numbered them all. And what I want you to do is to pick numbers. And whenever you get five correct answers... You win the game. Does that sound fair? Yep, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it then. Okay, so we have numbers one to ten. Tell me, tell me what you want. Pick one. You mean number four? Number four. Oh, great. So, you start with a night trap question. Okay. So this night trap question, I think it's easy for you. What was the the working title? For the recording process of Night Trap. Multiple choice questions, by the way, so it's easier. Option A, Teenage Dreams. Option B, Scene of the Crime. Option C, Night Trap. Uh, scene of the Crime. Are you sure? Yes. Really, really, really sure. Hmm. I'm sure, but there's, there's, uh, I kind of have to elaborate on it. <laughs> but yeah, that's my choice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's correct, exactly. <laughs> well done. But uh, feel free to elaborate. Yeah, basically, what scene of the crime was is, um, scene of the crime kind of has a misunderstood history, just because there isn't a lot of information out about mm-hmm. it. It was originally um, created as a prototype for full motion video and the whole surveillance camera system in general. Ooh. And what uh, scene of the crime did was is that it was actually a short tech demo. It wasn't a full blown game, and it was created to show um, Hasbro Interactive, basically Hasbro, the toy company, because they were the one originally creating the Control Vision console. Mm-hmm. So, scene of the crime was actually a tech demo that was that um, was able to get gre- uh, Night Trap greenlit and secure funding to make Night Trap, and then eventually create digital pictures. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. Some nice trivia there. That's why you're making the game. Right. <laughs> Learned a lot about it the past several months. <laughs> I, I, I believe that. <laughs> okay. So that was number four. Pick another one, please. Let's do seven. Seven. Okay. And you get a Sega Genesis question. Okay. Okay. So let's see. What's the name of the 1995 game where we play as Sketch Turner? Who is trapped inside his own comic book and has to fight his own creations. Comic Zone. So, are you sure? Yes. Final answer. Yep. Ah, so close. But yeah, What? it's it's correct. It's correct. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Very good, sir. Comics. He was like, "What? How can it be anything else?" Yes, it's obviously right. Comic Zone. Very good. Uh, great game. Great soundtrack as well. Mm. Okay, let's let's keep going. Uh, pick another one. So we had four, seven. Uh, let's do three. Three, three. So three is yet another Sega Genesis question. Okay. So, this this is probably a bit hard, but let's see. Name the game that was developed by Game Freak, only released in Japan, and was an action platformer. But let me give you a little hint here. So, this this was a, a game that was developed, an action platformer developed by Game Freak, and only released in Japan, but it was recently released in the West. For the Wii Virtual Console, and by recently I mean a few years ago. I feel like I know this, but I can't think of it for some reason. So, do you want some options? Sure. Okay. So, option one or option A, Vector Man. No. Option B, Echo the Dolphin. Option C. Pulseman. C. So Pulseman. Yep. Hmm. So the game that was released or developed by Game Freak is Pulseman. And it's correct, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have given you know tougher options here. Yeah, I think the options were a bit too easy. Let's move on. Let's move on. So four, seven, three. You need two more. So well, next uh, number. Do nine. Let's do nine. Okay, and we have a night trap uh, question. So the question is: <clears throat> What was the name of the British woman, a mother with three, that organized a protest against night trap? Ooh, I don't know that one. That's a good one. <laughs> you don't know this one, but you're no, developing. The, you're remastering the game. <laughs> no, I didn't even know such a thing happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a, a lot of backlash by by some some angry parents. Yeah, um, I didn't know about the British woman now. Yeah, that yeah. So we have we have uh, three options for you. So option A, Jacqueline Nichols. Option B, Nicole Smith. Option C, 
Amy Rose. Let's try Nicole Smith. So your answer is B, Nicole Smith. Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Yep. Final answer? Yes. Unfortunately, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not that Nicole was... Smith. Uh, it wasn't Amy Rose either. That's from Sonic. Uh, it's Jacqueline Nichols. Yeah, that's the woman, the British woman, a mother of three that organized a protest against Night Trap, and she went to uh, her MP or whatever it's called in in, in British in Britain, um, and, and they they tried to you know ban the game I think, but they didn't get anywhere with yeah, that. I, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll send you a link to to the place where I found about that. Found out about that. If you yeah, want. definitely send that one over. I'm kind of <laughs> curious about that one. I will. I will. Okay. So we need two more. Still need two more. Another number, please. Um, two eight. Eight. So another night trap. Night trap question. I think this one is easy, especially since I think you already mentioned this somehow. Um. The Mega CD version of Night Trap or Sega CD uh, included a hidden bonus in the form of footage of which industry executive demonstrating the game. So the, the Mega CD version included a hidden bonus in the form of footage of which industry executive de demonstrating the game. Option A, Al Nielsen from Sega of America. Option B, Sijeru Miyamoto from Nintendo. Option C, Tom Zito from Digital Games. Tom Zito. And that's the soundtrack of a winner. Yeah, my alarm just went up. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's it was okay. uh, Tom Zito. <laughs> okay, very good. So that is obviously correct. Obviously correct. <laughs> One thing about that scene that uh -huh. nobody knows about is that they're not actually demonstrating Night Trap on that. Whoa. They're actually showing scene of the crime. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I realized that when you when you told me that before. Yeah. So that that was the actual pitch that they did to to Hasbro for for the to get funding for Night Trap, right? Yep, that's the actual one. Yeah, excellent, excellent. I realized that when you were talking about it before. Very good. So we have four uh, correct answers. We need one more. What number Ooh, do we have next? Number two. Number two. Correct. That's that's the best one because it's a Sega question. It's a Sega question. So, in this 1992 game, the Earth is being invaded by an alien foe, and it's up to his hero, or to this hero, sorry, to save his pod and the planet. What is the name of this game? A 1992 game in which the Earth is being invaded by an alien foe, and it's up to this hero to save his pod and the planet. Mm. Any guesses? Multiple choice, perhaps? Let's try multiple choice. <laughs> okay, so option A, Shining Force. Option B, Echo the Dolphin. 
Option C, Fantasy Star 4. We're going to go with uh, Shining Force. So you want option A, yep. Shining Force. And you would be wrong, unfortunately. It's, it's Echo the Dolphin. It's Echo the Dolphin. He tries to what? save his pod. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> the, ho the the planet is, is being invaded by, by aliens and he needs to save his family, his pod. That and, makes and sense. Of course. That makes sense why I got it wrong, just because with Echo the Dolphin, I liked part two, but I never really played part one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, part two uh, continues on that. You know, the, the plot is it's a bit different, but kind of the same. So Yeah. Yeah, but but if you played uh, the, the first one, you, you would really know this because it's it's how the game starts so okay so uh one more one more final one okay. so we have four Do seven three nine eight two Do number six number six okay so we have another night trap uh question oh this is so easy uh <laughs> what do the initials scat stand for do we need options uh, i don't think we need options no, it actually has two meanings depending on which version of the uh -huh, game you play. Uh -huh, There's okay. Special Control Attack Team and Sega Control Attack Team. The man is amazing. Very good. It's correct, obviously. Obviously. So, yeah, I, I actually was going to ask you what, what's the other meaning, but yeah. Right. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Well done. So, Tyler, you get uh, the Sega Lounge Seal of Approval. Um, which which I will send send to you afterwards. <laughs> it, there's actually a, a, a seal of approval, you know. It's it's a, an actual seal, an animal, uh, with two thumbs up. <laughs> uh, so I'll send it to you later. Um, uh, no, actually I have it here. I, I'm gonna send it to you uh, over Skype while we we talk about Night Trap uh, a bit more. So Tyler. Um, Tell us about the reaction people you, you got for for uh, to that that trailer that uh, in that, that announcement that reveal uh, about the twenty fifth uh, year and um, edition. How did people react to that? Um, for the most part, it was pretty positive, um, which I I kind of expected it from a smaller fan base, I guess you could say, but. It was cool to see that everyone was happy about it coming back and with better video quality. Yeah. So you, you I think the really mm -hmm. I don't even I wanna call this comment negative. I think the only thing that I really saw that could really be perceived as negative is people asking why and who asked for this. But <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> they have a point, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I think I think this is awesome. It, it's awesome for people to to be able to experience something that uh, you know, that that's definitely not from this time. So it's it's nice right. to, to be able to experience that in in modern consoles. Um, yeah, with it being the 25th anniversary, it it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the game is coming out for uh, PS4 and Xbox One, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Are there any plans for other uh, platforms in the future? There is, but I can't say which ones yet. <laughs> Ooh. 
Okay, so if you if you don't have a PS4 or Xbox One, stay tuned, right? And uh, we'll we'll have what news I'll, what soon. I'll say, so. What I'll say about it is is that with it being the 25th anniversary of the game, mm-hmm. pretty much anything goes at this point. So it's basically getting it on whatever we can. There are other con- there are other platforms that are confirmed, mm-hmm. but we just haven't yet. Okay, okay, so. People just have to stay tuned and and see what happens. Uh, yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, uh, are are you handling the the porting yourself to uh, to different platforms, or is there uh, someone else doing that? It's just me. I'm doing it all by myself. Okay, so Screaming Villains is basically you. Yeah, it. Um, I had to create the company in order to release Night Trap. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. So hopefully the first of many. Yeah, uh, we got a couple. But right now, mm-hmm. just right now, it's just all night trap. Okay, excellent. So, where can people get more info on night trap and, and get get up to date with with all the, the news and announcements that you're making? Um, I think the best place. I mean, you can get info from um, our Facebook page. You can just search for Screaming Villains. Uh, of course, on Twitter. Um, I recommend Twitter though. It just seems like people are more active with that one so we tend to post more things on twitter mm-hmm. awesome so there so if i'm not mistaken screaming vill v-i-l-l yep. right yes. at screaming v-i-l-l that's where you can follow screaming villains on twitter uh facebook.com uh, slash screaming villains that's yes it. uh there's also also instagram as well uh, yeah, we have an Instagram, but I doubt we'll use it. It was one of those things <laughs> where, like, well, we might as well sign up. I might as well sign up for this just so I can have it, and just in case. So, yeah, but nothing's really getting used on that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, and so, obviously, people will will get a little bit more excited as we approach the release date. So, uh, we, uh, when is the game coming out? Um, it's coming out this spring. We don't have an exact release date yet. Mm-hmm. Only because it still has to go through the whole QA and testing process with Sony and Microsoft. And then once that's completed, then we'll be able to come up with an exact release date. But with the testing process, it's not a very long thing. So it's not going to cause any delays or anything like that because the game's already done. Mm -hmm. It's just basically right now I'm just kind of fine tuning a couple things here and there and making a couple last minute adjustments before it's officially sent off. So... Yeah, definitely this spring. Awesome. By the way, um, how much time did you spend on on remastering the game? Um, I started on it officially in... It was either late October or early November. Mm-hmm. So n- not that much time, really. So it, you actually yeah, were well, able to, to work on it in... Of. Yeah, I, what I did was um, I originally made a mobile version of the game, and um, I did that over the summer. And that was what ultimately got the new version of Night Trap that I'm working on now. That's what got that approved, basically, because I showed that to the owners of Night Trap, and they were impressed by it and said, okay, let's go ahead and have you do this officially. So, so, I was so able basically, to you, the, the mobile version was your scene of the crime. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a lot of stuff from the mobile version I was able to carry over to the console version 
and then from that point it was just adding on to it and stuff like that but yeah the console version i've been working on it for let's see it's may now so opportunity gotta do math i have to count this out in my head for some reason up uh, eight months six months six seven six months seven. something like that okay yeah awesome yeah. Yeah, Night Trap isn't really a complicated game when compared to a tr- traditional game. It's like if you have the video footage already, most of the work's already done for you because you don't have to go back and film anything. So, yeah, <laughs> that would be interesting, though. That would be interesting to but, get the original cast. Uh, are they all still alive, by the way? Um, you know that the only. Most of them are. The only ones that aren't are um, Dana Plato, who oh, yeah. uh, played And then the other one is... Um, oh, I feel so terrible for not remembering. I can't think of his real name all of a sudden. <laughs> um, he played uh, Victor Martin. Okay. So, you know, you, you actually dodged um, a couple... Uh, not a couple, but a, a question about uh, one of the actresses. Uh, okay. in, in the Night Trap cast, you know, in the Sega Launch Challenge, so you dodged that. Mm-hmm. So good for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, yeah, that that would be that would be hard to get everyone together to to record the footage again. So, um, Tyler, anything else that you'd like to, s- to tell people to say to the fans who are listening in, to people who are you know planning on getting the game? Um, only thing I de- one thing I definitely want to say is. Thanks for the response. It's been awesome, and it's more than I ever expected out of it. And the game is coming out this spring. There isn't an exact release date yet, but it will be coming very soon. So we're not much longer from it. Awesome, awesome. And so, uh, Tyler, thank you so much for for coming on the show. Uh, All the best for the release of Night Trap 25th Anniversary Edition. Uh, So don't forget, people... Xbox One and PS4 for now and more platforms to be announced so go go follow Tyler and Screaming Villains on Twitter for, for news on that uh, and uh, Tyler thank you for coming on the show hopefully we, we can talk again soon when the game is released and uh, you know share you can, maybe you can share some stories of how people reacted to the, the actual game Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Awesome. Okay, so Tyler, thank you again so much. All the best for the game. And we'll take a quick music break uh, on the Sega Lounge. We'll have Memories of Sega with The Winner Is You. And we'll come back with the After Hours segment in a bit. Stay tuned. This is Radio Sega.
week a different guest, Sega music, news, and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. From the 90s to the present, take a trip back in time with A Winner Was You as he looks back at the Sega games that defined his life. Memories of Sega. Well, here's a shocker. This week's Memories of Sega is about a cartoon platformer, and it's a Disney one to boot. You can tell I played a lot of those, can't you? The game in question is Quackshot, a game released with Mega Drive in 1991. Following the success of Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse, it was only natural that Sega would want to give Donald Duck his own game as well. After all, Donald was never one to let Mickey get all the attention, was he? The game that followed took the form of an epic treasure hunt that spanned the globe. It's not only another superb platformer, but in many ways the best Indiana Jones game on the Mega Drive that actually isn't an Indiana Jones game. It makes perfect sense when you play it. I first saw this game in issue 4 of Sega Pro magazine, it seems quite a lot of my first experiences with earlier Sega games came from that very magazine, eh? Anyway, in the issue was a player's guide for the game which showed how to get through the first half of the game. Of course, being a game based on a cartoon character meant I was immediately interested, and even more so when I saw how well regarded it was. The only magazine who weren't entirely bowled over by it was Me Machines, who still liked the game, but still said it wasn't as good as it could have been. They still gave it 83%, but I think it was fair to say that I decided to stand by the other reviews. However, without a Mega Drive, I wasn't going to be playing it for a fair while. But then, one Christmas, either 96 or 95, I forget, I finally found a pre-owned copy of the game and bought it with some of my Christmas money. I was finally going to play the game and I knew that I was going to love it. In Quackshots, you play as Donald as he travels the world looking for a great treasure. Unlike Castle of Illusion, here progression is somewhat less linear as you can choose which area to go to. At first you only have three locations available, Duckburg, Mexico and Transylvania. All three areas have sections that are initially inaccessible, but by playing through the other areas you can unlock new abilities that will allow you to get to them. Eventually the game opens up a bit more and you can gain access to new levels. This really gives a feeling of an epic adventure and helps set it apart from Castle of Illusion. Donald's main attack is a plunger gun that can only stun enemies, but can be upgraded a few times to help you reach new areas. He also has a popcorn gun which shoots popcorn in five directions, and a bubble shot that can destroy certain blocks. Both of these shots need ammo, but that's quite common throughout the game. Some areas also have chilli peppers which, when collected, will make Donald charge across the screen in a rage. In this state he's invincible, so make the most of it. Quackshot is another classic platformer for the Mega Drive. The game looks as good as you expect from a Disney game, and the sound is quite catchy. But it's the gameplay here that really matters, and it really excels in this department. There are only two real issues I have with the game. It's fairly slow paced, and while that didn't bother me personally, some may wish the game moved a little bit faster. Also, the A button is used to dash, and there are times you want to do a running jump using it, but it's a little awkward to do on a Mega Drive controller. Neither of these problems really hurt the game in any way though, and it's still one of the Mega Drive's best. It's fairly challenging too. The last level in particular is a real test of skill, and I certainly feel like I had to work for it. The payoff is worth it though. The area before the final boss is a clear nod to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and the boss himself can be quite tricky. So, all in all, this game is definitely a masterpiece and I have no hesitation in recommending it. Memories of Sega
back to the Sega Lounge. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview we had with Tyler Hogel. I hope you guys enjoyed Memories of Sega with the When He Was You. Great game there. I love Quackshot. And so really happy that he decided to cover this game this week. Uh, yeah, and this is the After Hours segment. So it's time to say goodbye, to tell you thank you very much for listening to the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you're a podcast listener, thank you as well for downloading our podcast. Don't forget to give us some feedback on what you just heard. Uh, if you're listening via uh, Apple Podcasts, feel free to let us uh, to leave us a review on on the, the podcast page as well. That's something that is always nice, unless it's a bad review. Don't bother then. Just leave us good reviews. That's what I want. Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Yes, uh, let me just tell you before we go a uh, quick uh, few things about Radio Sega's live show lineup. So, uh, as you probably have heard uh, in the, the past couple of days, um, the chart topping show has taken a, a short break, uh, is on hiatus right now uh, until Rafsig sort out some of his uh, you know, life issues. So, he is working through a new schedule and everything. And so, uh, hopefully, the chart topping show will be back soon to Radio Sega Airwaves to count down the most requested tracks on RadioSega.net. Until then, feel free to still request your favorite tunes on the website. Just click the Playlist and Requests button and, you know, you can always request the tracks, the Sega tracks that you love uh, and they'll be played shortly on the stream. Apart from that, there was also a, you know, a slight change in plans when it comes to the Hidden Palace. So the Hidden Palace airs um, very, very shortly. So at 10 p.m. UK time or Western Europe time, right after the Sega Lounge. And uh, for people not in uh, Europe or Western Europe, that's 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. That's uh, the time of the show for you guys and so don't forget to stay tuned after the Sega Lounge ends you'll have the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze other than that there's also a slight change when it comes to the next episode of the Manic Monday show so since I'm not uh, gonna be around next week the next episode of the Manic Monday show will air for one week only this Sunday okay this Sunday at around 9 p.m. Western Europe time so that's probably the time when it'll air for you guys if there's any change we'll let you know uh, via social media but uh, if all goes well this Sunday 9 p.m. Western Europe time uh, we'll have a new episode of the Manic Monday show for you guys to enjoy other than that just go to radiose.ga slash shows for the full and current lineup of live shows on Radio Sega it's a pleasure for us to do this. We really love doing live shows for you guys. So we really hope you guys enjoy them. Uh, let us know if you have any suggestions, especially if you have ideas, uh, something that you don't like about our shows. Let us know. KC at RadioSega.net. That's uh, the place to send some hate mail as well. Uh, and uh, feel free to let me know uh, if you have any suggestions, any comments, any love you know uh, any praise as well let us know through that email address this has been the Sega Lounge it's been a pleasure to uh, keep you company for the you know this this evening um, next week we'll be back with another episode as I said no news desk next, next week but we have members of Sega we have an interview with the man behind 
Retro Redress, which is a brand new blog uh, dedicated to retro games. And so we'll uh, find out more about the blog, about the man doing this, and what the motivation behind this is, and how you can you know, catch up on um, Retro Redress. That's what we'll talk about next week on the Sega Lounge. I've been KC, I will leave you with some more excellent Sega music. And, you know, keep listening to Radio Sega because we play the best Sega music 24-7. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.